This is Betty. I'm the witch from the north. And I'm Lancel, the island witch. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Rosemary, Rosemary by the Bucketful. Bucket Welcome back to another episode of Rosemary by the Bucketful. If you're new here, I'm Betty. And I'm Lancel. And uh, today's episode is on finding community. Before we begin the episode, we do have a few announcements. The first one being that we are on a new platform. So we are now on Spotify, YouTube, and Google Podcast. Lancel will give uh, our listeners the other announcement at the end of the episode. So make sure that you stay tuned until the end to hear our exciting news. We're going to begin our episode today with just a brief kind of reintroduction because uh, as many of you may know, we have been on a break. So Lancel, did you want to start us off with the introductions? Yeah, so it's been like five, six weeks uh, since last episode. So um, Betty had a mental health break and I had exams to study for. So we're back. And we also reached 500 listeners. So thank you everyone for your support and your patience. It means the world to us. Uh, So um, as I said, we are going to be talking about community today and why we believe that this is an important topic. We are going to start with the difference between covens and communities because we were just speaking about this. We think that sometimes there's a very vague definition uh, between the two. And so we want to just kind of clarify what we're speaking of when we're talking about community. Did you want to start us off with that, Lancel? Yeah, um, I agree. It can be really vague because some covens aren't really formalized. But for this definition, we're going to say that coven is a formalized group, while community isn't necessarily formalized. They might hold sacred space together, but there's no real hierarchy. Yeah, that's kind of where I... uh, was going with my definition as well. Um, So I wrote, uh, the word coven refers to a group or gathering of witches and usually incorporates a hierarchy. Um, So the word coven actually remained largely unused in the English language until around 1921 when Margaret Murray promoted the idea that all witches across Europe met in groups of 13, which they called covens. So in Wicca and other similar forms of neo-pagan witchcraft, uh, a coven is a gathering or a community, as Lancel said, of practitioners who get together for like rituals or celebrating sabbats. So uh, a coven can be considered a community. However, I would say that the reverse is not always true. You can be a part of a community in the witchcraft or occult space and it not be considered a coven, meaning you may not gather for rituals, group spells, or sabbats, and it may just be a safe space where individuals support you and where you can discuss topics and ideas within the occult and witchcraft realm. Nor it be 13 people specifically. Exactly. Um, I think that this distinction is actually extremely important because there are many solitary practitioners who will never join a coven and who will never want to practice with other witches, which I think is completely okay. And I want to stress the point that even if you're not part of a coven, your craft and practice is still 100% valid. I myself consider my practice to be solitary, and I have practiced with other witches on occasion, but the bulk of my practice is alone. Yeah, that's the same case for me. So for me, why I think um, finding a community is important is... Well, I consider community to be one of the most important parts of my practice. And the reason being is because 
as I said, I'm a solitary practitioner. I do the bulk of my practice alone, but I like to have a space where I can go to express my ideas and talk about maybe some of the backfires of spell work and so forth, or just, you know, celebrate my successes or work through my failures and just have a community that I feel supports me overall in my craft and on my life's journey, because I feel like that is super vital to my growth as a person and as a practitioner. Yeah, um, it's the same for me. And I think since we're a minority, it's going to really be helpful um, to find a community. So we don't worry that we're all crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's nice um, to gather with people who have the same beliefs as you do. But right now, I want to specify for what's happening right now. You shouldn't be meeting up unless you're social distancing or wearing a mask. And preferably, it's going to be an online meeting now. Yes, I think that is so important to address, especially, as you said, with the pandemic going on and just the safety of everyone. Um, just keep that in mind if you are meeting in person. Um, so did we want to talk about some of the um, examples of what to look for and what to avoid and maybe some like, as you said, toxic communities? Uh, toxic communities. So what you have is, I'd say strict hierarchy and people like putting you down um there also might be like fighting um there's a lot of negativity going on people threatening each other with hexes usually yeah uh, it's just like a toxic environment where people are unvalidating each other i think that's what to look out for just be careful yeah i completely agree um, I think also looking out for spiritual bypassing, which for anybody who doesn't know what that is, is basically invalidating or bypassing things that are in um, society today that need to be addressed that are not okay, as in racism, as in ableism, as in appropriation, those sorts of things. And just basically saying, well, I'm ascending, so I'm not going to uh, acknowledge or participate in these things because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all going to the same place and this is irrelevant. It's extremely toxic. So I think that's something that you really should be looking out for. And as Lancel said, strict hierarchy. I think um, when I think of that, I think of passing off UPG as facts. Like, this is unverified personal gnosis, and I'm telling you that this is 100% how it is, um, and if you stray from this, then you're wrong, your practice isn't valid, and so forth. That obviously is a, a toxic mindset. Also, with gatekeeping, there, there could be a lot of gatekeeping. That's a good point, yeah. Gatekeepers are yeah. rampant in the community. <laughs> Maybe we'll do an actual episode on talking about gatekeeping because yeah. I feel like that needs to be elaborated on more. But for today, uh, yeah, some good just look out for gatekeepers. Stuff to look out for. In my opinion, some of the things that you look for in a community or that I look for in a community is diversity within cultures and within traditions. Um, and obviously that goes along with being inclusive. So beginner friendly, LGBTQ friendly, um, BIPOC friendly. We're going to talk about this in like a week Yes, or two. exactly. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so those are the, some of the things that I think are important because it gives you different perspectives um, and you're able to kind of take other people's experiences and other people's uh, perspectives and 
formulate more of a well-rounded opinion or understanding of a topic or tradition or culture. So I think that that is extremely important. Yeah, I agree too. Sometimes in covens, like all the practitioners might be the same. I know it's not for all covens, but within a community, it's generally more diverse. Yeah, and they're usually, when you have more diversity and inclusivity, you're generally going to find more support. I mean, of course, that's a generalization and that's not always the case, but I feel like there's more support within a community that has more diversity in it. Also, the thing with online communities, it can get toxic really fast more than um, physical spaces because in the comments, um, how do you explain this? I I think you know what I'm I'm trying (laughs) to say. Um, Yeah, the trolls. Like, People in the comments are going to say something that they're not really realistically going to say to you in real life. So be careful for that, even on like Discord servers, stuff like that. Be careful. Right. And I think, um, as you said, when you're online, you come across that more often because you have uh, a wider reach or more exposure, geographically speaking. So you're reaching more people um, than you would if it was just uh, a in-person community. Yeah, I would also like to mention some online spaces. So you have Discord, you have Discord servers. Some good ones would be the OWASP server. I think we can link them down in the show notes. The Wanderlust Coven, Nike server, Warrior Witch Nike. There will be an announcement in the end. Megan server around the cauldron. Um, There's also places like Amino. If you're more of an advanced practitioner, I wouldn't recommend Amino, but it can be fun. I've only been there for like two weeks and it can be okay. Um, You can find people on Instagram, um, Facebook, if you're on Facebook. Who uses Facebook nowadays though? Um, There are groups, servers, some of the big ones are the Pagan and Witches of UK, UK, but you can find ones for your country. Just make sure it's not toxic. And I think that comes with time too. You're not inherently going to know right away which ones are toxic and which ones are not unless you have uh, an example of some of the things that they've been talking about or sharing prior to entering um, Discord server, for example. Um, But yeah, just keep that in mind when you're entering that you could be exposed to people who have toxic views. Also, make sure that everyone's following the laws. There have been some cases of the pa- in the past where people have not been following the laws. Yeah, I lost my train of thought there. So yeah, we talked about online versus in-person communities, and Lancel gave some examples of in-person community, or online communities, sorry. <laughs> um, even on Instagram, you can find uh, communities. Uh, Lancel and I are a part of a few different uh, Instagram groups where they're more like messenger groups, um, but even that type of community is is nice to have and to, to be able to check in with those people and, and discuss topics, even if it's not witchy or occult related. Yeah, also for in-person spaces, there are in-person gatherings like Witchfest UK um, that has obviously been cancelled uh, due to the coronavirus. Um, there are also AvalonCon, I think it's happening this year. Um, there are also local moots if you're in the UK. I'm obviously going to talk about the European perspective because I'm not in America. But yeah, um, if you do some digging around, you can usually find them on Facebook groups. Also, 
I wanted to mention in regards to uh, toxic communities and mentorships and so forth, um, Lance and I were discussing, we think that uh, our listeners, if you have not already, should go check out Warrior Witch Nike's video on toxic teachers and mentors. Um, She discusses, along with Olivia, Temperance, and Georgina, um, this topic more in depth. And I think it is a very great video for anybody who is newer to the online spaces or newer to uh, the witchcraft and occult community in general. And if you're going to dive in for a talk on covens, she has a video on that too. Perfect. So we can link both of those in the description for our listeners. This is the only case that we're not going to recommend books. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that spurred this topic for us is because there's not a, a lot of discussion regarding it, um, especially in print. So for anybody who is looking for a community or who just wants to hear a little bit more of a discussion regarding some of the things to look for and so forth, then yeah. <laughs> okay. Um so maybe let's talk about some of the pros and cons of being in a community a little bit more in depth, and then maybe talk a little bit about uh, protection. Okay, so pro, most, well, I'm gonna talk about the perspective of having a good community. You're not gonna think you're crazy anymore, for the most part, or suffer from imposter syndrome uh, as much. Which, spoiler alert, we will also be talking about that in a future episode. <laughs> we also briefly mentioned it. With I think Megan. some of the cons. Um, I think I'm going to talk about some of the cons if that's okay. Um, so as we had said, uh, being in a community, especially in the online space, you do have more potential to experience or come across hate and discrimination, um, especially in the witchcraft community, because there are going to be people who um, disagree with your beliefs, who disagree with your practice, who think you're going to hell, for example. And this is not an attack toward anybody who believes in that. So I'm just going to say that right there. Um, Moving on, I also think another con would be, um, and I've experienced this personally, overwhelm and pressure to conform. You see so many uh, people in the online space, especially creators, speak about their practices and the things that they do And these people may be even further along in their practice than you. And you start to experience imposter syndrome. You start to uh, question whether or not your craft is valid, if you should be doing things differently and so forth. And this can lead to things like burnout. Yeah, yeah, it can be like a game of playing catch up. I knew with some, I know that with some bigger content creators, it was like that for a bit until I started getting to know them more. Yeah, uh, the whole thing with hate comments, it's true. I was like diehard laughing because I just remembered being sent like a St. Peter prayer card on Twitter on one of my tweets. And it's not only the Christians, it's the pagans too. Yeah, I was called a murderer by a lot of vegan pagans on my talk about diet and reciprocity between those who eat meat and those who are vegan. Right, and I think there's... um, People often tend to kind of blur the lines with other people having the right to choice and then activism like advocating for something that you believe in such as veganism and animal rights and then realizing that you know and i might get hate for this but everybody has a choice and veganism may not work for everyone 
And we have to be aware of that, especially in this capitalist society, right? Like, it's just... Yeah, because some people can't afford to be vegans. It can be expensive. And some people need to eat meat. It's different for everyone. And that's going to be an unpopular opinion. We're going to get some hate on that. Yeah. I know we are. But it's it's true. Yeah, some people I mean, need to eat meat. Yeah. Um, when I first... Because I am vegan. When I first became vegan... I was extremely active in the community and I felt very strongly about uh, my views and, and advocating for a vegan lifestyle and for animal rights. And the more research I did and the longer that I lived this lifestyle, I realized that it isn't for everyone. It's not practical to assume that everyone can do this. In an ideal world, maybe. But we have to consider um, geographic location, economics, like there, um, there's so much to consider in terms of other people living that. And everybody has the right to choose. Yeah, I agree. And you're not going to convert somebody <laughs> into uh, a vegan lifestyle or into or a Christian. believing what you believe. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to convert somebody into your lifestyle or believing what you believe by showing them hate and calling them a murderer. Yeah. And maybe we can, maybe we might not include all of this and maybe we will, but yeah. that's my, that's my, yeah, I agree on, on anyway. that. <laughs> yeah. Like being called, like you're going to hell from Christians and really mean, uh, is really mean. And, and it's, it's very prevalent in our, especially, I mean, as a young teenage girl, when I first started to become exposed to, um, witchcraft, um, I live in an area that's very conservative, that's very Christian-based. Um, and I was told by a family member at the age of like 12 or 13 that I was going to hell. So you can just imagine how um, traumatizing that is, how um, scared that would make me, especially when, you know, you're so young and you're not really sure of what you believe and where you fit in. And I think it's just, um, I don't think it's okay for people to force their beliefs on others. Yeah, I agree. But if all the gays and heretics are going to hell, then it, was, it must be one fun party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, there's a great um, Marshall, the Witch of Southern Light. He always shares um, in his stories comments and, and stuff like that he gets on his TikTok videos and so forth because he gets this quite a lot. Um, and I always enjoy the way that he responds to these people. Uh, but it's like they feel like they're entitled to tell you how you need to change your ways and convert or you're going to hell or that, you know, their God died for you to yeah. live the life that they believe you should live. And yeah, yeah. maybe I we think should, cut we should that close out. off this topic. Yeah. <laughs> We're going on a tangent now. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so in summary, um, there's a difference between coven and community. Um, we talked about some of the things that you should look for uh, and some of the things that you should avoid. Some of the online spaces that you can um, join a community or find your community. And um, we encourage any new practitioners or any practitioners who maybe feel like they don't have a community to go out there and seek one because it's going to help you feel not as isolated and connected. 
And um, I've grown so much since joining the online space and finding a community. So I'm super thankful for that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'd say join a community if you feel compelled to, if you don't want to join a coven. Right. And if you're somebody who maybe doesn't like the idea of a coven, but would like to still participate in like group spell work, there are, as we said, communities who... Um, offer that like in the OAS discord they sometimes do like rituals for sabbats and so forth so you can still find that if that's something that you're looking for yeah I agree great so do you want to end it off with our exciting announcements for our listeners okay so um we are planning to open a discord in mid April Possibly late March. I still need to do a lot of stuff. But there's going to be a Discord server. It's going to be open to everyone. It's going to be linked in the show notes. After mid-April. Maybe end of March. If I announce it here. And it has a cheesy title. <laughs> it does. But hey, it's it's all good, right? <laughs> we encourage everybody who feels like maybe they don't have a community or who would like to talk to us um, more regularly to join the Discord server. We would like to grow and expand and build an, our own little community for Rosemary by the Bucketful. So yeah, join us. I'm just regretting it naming Rosemary by the Coven for <laughs> And we just okay, yeah, right. <laughs> All right, maybe we should uh, end it off with our okay. handles and everything. All right, so I'm Betty. Uh, I'm the Witch from the North. You can find me on Instagram and YouTube at the Witch from the North and pretty much across all platforms. And you can find me at Lancel D on Twitter, T-H-E, and Lancel the Ireland Witch on Instagram. And you can follow our page. On Instagram at Rosemary by the Bucketful Podcast. 